Welcome back, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here in Discologist, and we've got a really great show for you today. Uh, it is a show that we taped uh, before the uh, murder of George Floyd, and uh, it was a very different world at that point, and we were headed in a very different direction of what type of stuff we were going to cover. Um, but uh, this is this is an album that I think is worth talking about. You know, we we jump all over the musical spectrum and um you know we've been talking about a lot of jazz talked about a little country and now we're going to be talking about a little bit of uh kind of jam bandy stuff but not really rose city band you've heard us talk about that before uh and really this was just an excuse to talk to my good friend jonathan hart he hosts the uh broke down pod all about the grateful dead which you know we love around here and um so we uh you know we wanted to get a few things done uh, but we didn't want to leave this one behind. So uh, so that's what we're going to be doing today. And at the back end of this, we're going to be sharing a track from a new band out of Melbourne called Banana Gun. So look them up in the meantime. Uh, they're kind of rad, but you'll hear more about that. So if this is the type of show that you want, if you're like, man, I thought you guys talked about jazz and country only, and, and you're disappointed, I guess you're not going to go further. But if you are... Uh, it is time to get on with the show. So here you go. Uh, me hanging out with my good friend Jonathan Hart talking about the new album Summer Long from Rose City Band. Two men enter, one man Merely a two-word review. It just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the That right there is a lot of I mean, he's not mining new territory here. Let's no. be clear about that. Let's be clear about that. Um, so we're ready. Uh, welcome back to uh, the podcast, Mr. Jonathan Hart. How are things going down there in uh, Grateful Deadland for you? Uh, you know, we, uh, we, we, as they say, we keep on trucking, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, things are going reasonably well. Yeah. As well yeah. as can be expected. We uh, we put uh, dead to me in mothballs for a little while during all this, and I miss talking about the dead a lot. So uh, we're not we're not talking about the dead today, but I'm getting the vibe. I'm getting I'm getting like the like I'm like man, this guy knows some shit about the dead. He so does. Maybe, and, and maybe it's gonna maybe it's gonna apply here. Uh, we're talking about Rose City Band. Uh, I I have a, have this vision that this is what we're always gonna do. If they put out an album, you and me are gonna get online and talk about it because that's one of the first ones we talked about. Uh, their album last year was sort of a surprise. It was a secret. Uh, it was pleasing as fuck. It was uh, it was sort of what we crave, right? Yeah, I mean, I think. This year, they've escalated the game from the yeah. dreamy Chugal to a full declaration of summer of Chugal. Uh, I called last <laughs> year's album my uh, my summer album, and I think this one's making a strong case to repeat. And uh, by the way, I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna swear to it, but I'm gonna try not to use that c word too many more times. I was okay. I, I was gonna ask you about that because here's the thing: like as a music journalist, we have words, yeah, right, and, and then that we that are really they're not okay. <laughs> I, I need I need you to explain to me and and the people listening right now because uh, Chugal for me is as bad as moist, uh, and and every time I hear it I'm like oh god what are you you're doing something wrong with the guitar but what 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 is it that well, that a Chugal is? I mean I think the the best example is to go to Credence they have a song with the name in the word in the name yeah uh, and they use it in. You know, they use it as a in a lyric too. It's it's uh, it's kind of this grindy shuffle. Um, if you listen to Endless Boogie, they do that all day long on the same mm -hmm. same two chords. Um, and these records, the Rose City Band records, they're doing it too. Uh, everybody's got their own different lean. So this one sounds a little like 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 moon duo got a got taken over by some hippies you know yeah 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 which was uh you know now that we know who's behind this ripley johnson 
of uh, Wooden Ships and Moon Duo. Uh, it makes all the sense. You know, he said about uh, the last album and this album especially is that, first of all, for this one, uh, Summer Long, he wanted to capture this idea of summer. He wanted to capture this idea of being at a barbecue. He wanted to have it be stuff you put on in the background in a good way. And I think he absolutely succeeded, which we're going to get into a little later. But you know, he he really just wanted this to be a thing that he could go down to the local pub and play this. And it was a, sort of a joke on his friends saying he wanted uh, to be in a country rock band. You know, everything he was doing, he's like, but I like all this stuff. And, and it's so not that dissimilar from his other bands. No, it really is um... – as I was saying, it, it's it's like Moon Duo, except maybe some hippies climbed up and started <laughs> using their gear and dragged a uh, a full trap kit and uh, pedal steel on stage while they're at it. And uh, you know, I'm not sure he's using pedal steel on here, but uh, he's got some nice sliding glissandos, and yeah. it's just very pretty music. Uh, it's it's brighter than the last record. I feel like the last record had a little more Portland cloud. Uh, yeah, but this one. You know, very deliberately, I I wasn't familiar with that, uh, the quote about summer mm -hmm. that he put in. But uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It, it it comes through. Yeah, he wanted to make a happier album. So so that people know what we're talking about right now, I want, I want to get into a little song here. We're going to play a little bit of the uh, first single off this. This is a little bit of Only Lonely. Wish that I was only lonely. Wish that I was on the road. If you haven't cracked a cold one by the end of that, I think I think you're doing it wrong. I know we can't go outside right now, or we can't go around people, but sit on your porch, crack a cold one, put that on. And to be honest, that's what I've been actually doing with this album and the previous album. I have our friend Drew, who's on a lot of these. Uh, he's, his assessment of this band in general was just like, it's just a vibe I want to live in. That's it pretty good way to be and the porch thing is i've been doing that quite literally the past several nights yeah including tonight right after work went outside had a beer book listened to this record and mm -hmm. it um it's great yeah, that track right there only lonely i mean it's a little soaring guitar and you know this lyric that just starts off I, I wish that i was only lonely i wish i was on the road it just kind of puts you in a dream state yeah and uh, it's it, it is a great place to be. Yeah, it's a, it's all about uh, just this vibe of of uh, sort of swimming inside your head, I think. Um, and I came up with a really awful word, and I'm not going to edit this out, and I, I can't, people won't be able to see your facial reaction. But I, I I apologize for putting this into the lexicon at this point. This is kind of jambient. <laughs> so. And and what I mean, you know, ambient music is often we can sink back within ourselves, and you, it, it takes up space in the room more so than, uh, you know, like a seventy-seven dead show, or or even Beachwood Sparks, who we're going to talk about, you know, actual songs 
that that it those things you feel them coming out of the speakers. You know that you're looking you're looking straight at it, looking for that air to come at you and hit you in your face, your ear, your body. And this stuff is more. Uh, it just sort of sort of wafts out, and then you're surrounded by it, and then you you are doing other things while you're existing in this and and Ripley is sort of soundtracking all that and it's 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 really a magical uh achievement because outside of some of those bands that we mentioned I don't know who's doing it I think uh, I think there are other groups that kind of move through this mm-hmm. um my notes on uh, like the second song empty bottles which is a slower tune it's kind of the slow jam um but that song turns has a little transition in the middle of that where it kind of gets into this groove uh there's that word again right yeah that um they tastefully he tapers it off you know fades it out doesn't stay in there all day but you could stay in there all day yeah but this is not fish fish would have stayed there all day um, (laughs) well you know and I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. What's funny about that is that there is a lot of uh, vamping on this. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and and what that is for people who aren't musically inclined, it's just playing the same thing over and over and over. Normally, for me, that's not a jam. For me, that's just like, oh, you're stuck in A? Good, good <laughs> job, bro. But but with this somehow, there it, 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 there's something he's infusing this with that just makes it okay and then it and it honestly gives you permission to disengage just a little and go off and it, and it for me especially during like these times when we're all like crazy anxiety and all this stuff it's it's provided a very like solid base to just like calm down you don't have to he's not like i said this before he's not breaking new ground no and I, most oh, bands no. don't do that it's true. I mean, the the next song, "Real Long Gone," it you hear that it sounds so familiar because it's like right in between Maggie's Farm and Cumberland Blues. Right? Yeah, um, which is cool. It's uh, yeah. There's a I song like in here songs. that sounds like Black Peter. Uh, there's you know there's there's all these like touchstones of people if you know where to look for them. But if you didn't, it just seems like this thing. Uh, there was a, I think the name of the band was a Steelism. Uh, out of uh, Nashville, and and there was oh, what was the band? I'll have to I have to cut it in the show notes. There there was also a band uh, out of Athens, Georgia, that they covered "Loveless" on pedal steel, and one of the guys in Drive By Truckers was in it. Oh yeah, you, you used to look in your eyes, you're just like yes, send that over. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll figure out. Who, damn it, uh, maybe on a break we'll we'll figure that out. But um, they took these songs. They had their own originals, but they took these classic songs. Uh, my bloody Valentine, obviously, and made entire atmospheres that you could breathe in, and that's that's partially why they didn't get huge. First of all, um, you know we have this whole thing now. People are talking about like fake music on Spotify, and and you can easily see how people go and look at stuff like that and be like, oh, that's just fake music. I don't think it is, and I think uh, one of the things I'm excited to talk about this album with you, because we have both started making music again, and this is something that immediately, when I heard it, I was like, oh, I I could see spending an afternoon or two making this, and it it connects you to it in a way that like a lot of albums this year have not. Yeah, I've I've definitely hooked into this record pretty pretty deeply, um, but it's funny you mentioned how the, again we keep talking about how it sounds like it touches on all of these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that of the the next song floating out uh, really really grabbed me a couple of times over for as I listened to it over and over again. <laughs> um, it's a first of all, it's appropriately named. There is a floating feeling to it. Yeah. But um, maybe you want to play a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's it. a little. This is, well, I'll, I'll look up that uh, that band that you, we all need to know about. Here's a little bit for you now.
So I was sitting on my porch, as I mentioned earlier, after work today and listening to this and and I finished the album, picked up my stuff, you know, came inside to start working on dinner. And I looked at my phone just to put something on while I was cooking in the kitchen. And I, I kind of very little deliberation said, oh, let's play this. And I picked Beechwood Sparks, Tarnished Gold. And, you know, if... <laughs> If Rose City Band, it, it, they're they're like Beechwood Sparks with more chugle. Sorry, C word again. Um, I had to use it. But, we'll ring a and, bell every time you do it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and less emphasis on those kind of like. But if you if they had less emphasis on those sunny California harmonies that they do so well. Yeah. And um, and then you said something during the while we were listening to that is it is also at the same time very shoegazy. Um, if the guitars were grindy and distorted, you know, and it were a female vocal, it could be a My Bloody Valentine track. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, so I also looked up the name of that band. It's Japan Cakes uh, with John Neff. And it's and they're fucking amazing. Uh, and if they're not on streaming for anybody listening, I'll send I'll send you these. But like they're they're. They're amazing, and it and it's weird. And that was probably in like the early two thousands. So now we're twenty years back, coming to people still doing the same thing, um, and and having it sound relevant because it's just a thing that people can do. You know, when you talk about Beechwood Sparks and this band and the holes that have been sort of uh, blown in the universe. Uh, by recently by losing a lot of people, uh, one of them, Neil Casal, who was a big part of that. Tarnished Gold is one of those albums, if you haven't heard it, listener, uh, stop listening right now and correct that. It's a weird, not, I think now it's dead adjacent, like we can recognize this stuff, but at the time it didn't feel like that. It felt like, Almost like an outgrowth of like the weird Americana from like Blitz and Trapper and stuff, but it wasn't. I think it was is very like dead adjacent to what they were trying to do, and that spilled over into this band Skiffle Players, uh, which Casal was also in, which uh, and most of Beechwood Sparks. It was just Beechwood Sparks plus um, Cass McCombs, and to hear uh, Ripley Johnson do that very specific kind of work on this is uh, it, in some ways heartbreaking, but it's also heartwarming because it's just going to keep going on. He really hits it though on this song, Reno shuffle. Oh man. I want to play. And I, I just like, when I heard this song come on, I was like, I like, I know some cast McCombs and, and Neil are in there somewhere and they're not. Definitely not Neil, but like the song is, is so uh, emblematic of a band that I called uh, the only real successor to the Grateful Dead. And so to hear it pop up now, but here's a little bit of Reno Shuffle.
such a great groove. It's it's a hit, a little bit heavier than some of the others on the record, but mm-hmm. it just uh, after the lyrics, it becomes this mesh of guitar <laughs> on top of guitar, constantly, you know, just building and weaving. So yeah, you know, one rhythm guitar line becomes the lead guitar as the lead guitar becomes the rhythm guitar or something. And maybe I'm just getting it all mixed up as I listen to it, but that that's how I hear it. And it is a great, great track. No, it's, it's the sound of a band. It's, it's, it's a, it's a true jam. And so it happens when any band you love goes on a jam, you get to feel that interaction and that sort of blast out into the audience. And I think about uh, something like that, which does, you know, if, if Pigpen had stepped out from behind something like, Hey guys, I'm still here. You know, then I wouldn't be surprised on that track and a lot of the skiffle players, which is why uh, I I sort of spoke of them in that high regard. But I think about about that and a lot of like sort of the other modern psychedelia, uh, like Chris Forsyth, Garcia Peoples and all those guys and where this fits into all that. And it's it's almost uh, it's almost like he has he's just hanging back in the past to be an anchor. Like he's not he's not gonna go into these like weird spaces that Garcia Peoples gets into, uh, and he's not gonna go into or Chris Forsyth or any of those guys. And but he is gonna be there to remind you, like, oh yeah, this is this is sort of the the fountain here. Well, he's done his time in those trenches with Wooden he Ships has. and Moon Duo, which was yeah a pretty. I mean, I. I I picked up the first Moon Duo record around, right around when it came out without even knowing that it was Ripley from Wooden Ships. I was like, oh, what's this? Bought it. Wow. And then I learned about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's he's done that. So now he's just content to uh, chill, if I may. Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a thing. Like, I know, um, uh, shit, what was the, the one Garcia Peoples album? Where it was one song on one side, one step uh, beyond, one step beyond, yeah, yeah. So that that like wasn't my favorite, and and it was because it was too uh, live. It's great. There was one of the actually one of the last shows I saw before the pandemic, um, because I don't get out enough. But <laughs> um, but uh, but you know, live was fantastic. But it was it was trying to do something that is almost more left to the stage. And there, the, those type of bands are like super important for what's coming uh, in the future for this type of music. You know, last time we framed this around like the resurgence of jam bands and what that actually means. But now you're seeing people like uh, Ripley Johnson dig really into after, like you said, spending time in the trenches into the fundamentals of this stuff. There's like Velvet Underground on here. There's Grateful Dead on here. There's Shoegaze. There's Everything you could want as a fan of rock and roll, uh, the slightly weird rock and roll, it's here. Yeah, it, it really is. And you know the um, the last two tracks, he's yeah. he's got a uh, a little carrot to indicate a segue, which <laughs> you know people just don't do. I mean, even the Dead really didn't put segues on their LPs, their studio LPs. That was yeah. just a. Uh, you know, with a couple weird exceptions, of course. Uh, but here he's gone and he's labeled it that way. He's just gone right for it. And uh, somebody, and forgive me if you're listening, somebody on Twitter said, oh, this is this has a China Rider vibe to it. And, mm-hmm. and I, well, there's no China Cat on here, but the, uh, the last two songs are Wee Hours into Wildflowers. And in, when you get into Wildflowers, I can kind of hear that writer vibe uh but uh we hours i mean it's got the guitar fluttering over these organ grooves and again it connects me back to moon duo yeah um but it it's uh it doesn't really sound like moon duo though so i'm not trying to compare them it just it's it's probably because it's that farfisa or whatever that particular organ tone Um, let's hear a little bit of that and and we're going to do the transition into that um, and and then come back and just so people know what we're talking about here's a little wee hours in the wildflowers
right, Jonathan. I think I think uh, my shit just kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> right, I just write it up, man. <laughs> I'm going to listen to that for the next like three hours. This is going to be on repeat. Uh, the, you know, the way that goes into it, it was just essentially the time signature, the the uh, drum beat that carried that on. And you said during break, you know that uh, you know where else? Are you, how are you going to end uh, we hours? And yeah, the answer is you don't. And it just keeps going like life. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it um it's it's just a perpetual groove. Uh sorry yeah. to steal that's another band's name, but it really is. It's just uh, it kind of keeps on going and they just ride it right through. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it feels uh in a in a time when we can't get out and experience like live music. It feels like a live take. It feels like something that, you know, you wouldn't uh necessarily uh pick apart that song, and just be like, All right, get me in that moment. I'll figure out what to do from there. Just get <laughs> me there, man. Um and it's a and it's a great way to end the album. I'm looking forward to getting my LP copy of this and yep. dropping the needle on it with the uh, windows open and the uh, the dial turned far to the right. So he's out here making these albums. I know uh, some bands we mentioned before are, have new albums on the way. Uh, I also know we know that that we are uh, a long ways off from live music. This is this is this for me. These the, Rose City Band is different than a lot of the other stuff where it mainly lives live. Rose City Band is is for me a, a studio like jambient album, if you will, that that uh, I can listen to. That I really feel it when they do this type of stuff, this type of playing, this vamping, this getting you in the mood. But we know we're a long ways out from other bands who who don't necessarily do this. What? what's going to happen to this music? Are, are we going back to fundamentals or are we going to still, is it just going to get really fucking weird? Or, <laughs> Well, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but yeah. I can tell you that uh, if things get really fucking weird, I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. Um, I, I think what's interesting to consider is that there are some bands who are together and have been all of this time. Like I know, mm-hmm. There are some bands who literally live together, and so there's they're making records. White Denim has made and is already selling a record yeah, right. uh, that they recorded and wrote entirely during this thing already. Um, and, and they meant to are, do it in 30 days. They, they, they were like, we'll just be here for 30 days. And so I was like, uh, well. They knocked it out, you know, yeah, for them. And then, But then there's other groups that are geographically – you know, isolated from one another. Uh, so, 111 Heavy. Yeah, 111 Heavy would probably be one of the more extreme cases. Yeah. Um, there's music being written, though, I can tell you that. Um, but, you know, and I had um, Alex Bleeker from Real Estate on, and he's he's based in California now. And so they're not, they're not living together or playing together in any sort of phys- physical sense. So they're passing tracks around. So uh, I guess the question is, who's going to – and I don't mean to single out any of those particular artists in sure, this, sure, with sure. this question. But who's going to find the energy in the work that they're doing? Because they're all doing stuff. They're, they're, they're musicians. They, they make music it's in their nature. It's what they want to do, what they're going to yeah. do. But who's going to produce something with an energy that cuts right through – and reaches into you like this record can. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in, in definitely in the space. It's funny. I, I was actually talking to it's. Uh, it'll go up sometime in the next week or two. Uh, Chris Rose now, uh, who, who lives down the street, actually, as as it were. And uh, we were talking about Milwaukee, but we were also talking about. He said the rate at which people are just sending files back and forth is insane. It's like people are still creating and people are like really hungry for getting out there to play and stuff. And so my question to him and and sort of what we're talking about is was, you know, but what happens when you can't? And and you know, that sort of gets into the whole albums that are more jammy, less like overtly psychedelic, 
You know, when when you hear something that is just like mind melting, like you know, early like flaming lips or something that's meant to like fuck with your head, you know it, and you know you don't necessarily need a live experience, but it helps. You hear something like this, and and a whole cadre of bands in this lane where uh, it it can take off live, and that's what a lot of people like consume this music for is because they go to the live shows. You know, Fish being one of the big examples. You know, but one criticism of all these bands is that they never make a good album. And I don't necessarily agree with that, but I wonder now what's going to happen when they're almost forced to, to survive. Yeah. I mean, fish of course dodged the bullet by making the album right before and releasing it right at the beginning. So they, they, uh, expectations are lower perhaps for them, but, um, there's lots of other groups out there and I, I really don't know. Um, you know, I, you know, everybody was hype on this, uh, band goose, but they're not all shacked up together. So I assume they're passing yeah. files around who knows it's a jam band. So who knows what their record will sound like if they make right. one or, um, one eleven heavy. I, they're, I know Nick's making, making tracks over there in Spain. So, yeah. you know, well, presumably they get the rest- me. What's that? Toth is apparently just up for me, yeah, up in Appleton. Like, so he's, he's like, yeah. he's so, yeah, yeah. These people are out here, and and they're not. Um, I, I it's kind of exciting for me because it is music that I've always like enjoyed and always been. Uh, for for me, it was always the letdown was Umphreys, uh, and I've had a little back and forth on that. And and you know, I love their first album, love it. And then it sort of got into weird territories, and they back, but neither here nor there. But if somebody can pull something off that does just feel like uh, you're just hanging out, man, uh, and and it's groovy and it's it's fun and it's not meant to be like heavyweight, but it is. You can have some amazing playing on it. Uh, if they can pull that off on an album, like I'm here for that. Like, I, I wonder, like, and I say this uh, in all seriousness, I think I'm maybe one of the few people who really enjoyed Fish's Round Room. And the reason was because it was a good album. <laughs> like, it was good songs. There there are obviously a large chunk of haters out there, but there are people in the know. People who get that record really yeah. get it because it's a good record. It's Because it, it's not – it is good songs, They've always had some good songs on their records at minimum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll argue that at least. Uh, but they also played them well. They were connected as players when they right. made that record. It was an important right. moment for them as per, as humans and as four players. And it comes through in the record. Yeah, and, and it, it is it it has that live feel that they yeah. uh, that I don't know that they necessarily needed to do. And I don't want to say Fish is the model for this here, but I do want to like I, I think it's a chance for people to step up, and and without naming any bands, we know like all bands are just like whatever. I'm just making an album, fuck it. Yeah. Like we're going to be on the road for 300 dates of the year, and and that is going to be if you don't have that option, like what is going to happen? Then it could be like super exciting because I know all these players are just fucking they're making it. Huge they're making music something. nerds. Yeah, I'll make a case though that they sh- could should also not try to make the jammiest album or whatever and just no, that's go what ahead I'm and make, yeah just make the weirdest spaciest open-ended record you can do that too because you don't have to take it on the road next week so no you can't <laughs> you can't well that's what i'm saying like yeah, okay. you don't you, you don't have the option to fall back on like sitting in a for you know 10 minutes you can't you can't really do that uh, ripley johnson can do that but you're not Ripley Johnson, yeah. <laughs> so, so and, you, you and, know, you, and he just did it. So you, your move, whoever. Yeah, you are. yeah. The the bar has been <laughs> set with this album. I think. Yeah, it's it's fascinating times, and it is like, especially as we see too, uh, all these live streams of people and figuring out that space. Uh, uh, it, it is just a, uh, as a music journalist and fan, it is just a fascinating time to see people and how they are adapting. And what they what they want out of it, you know. Some people are are like, well, I anything other than the Instagram stream is bullshit. 
That's that's the raw shit. And then some people are like, no, 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 you need to have like a more produced thing. And some people are in between and finding a way to like keep connecting with uh, their fans and new fans and also keep playing, keep connecting with each other. Because that's important for a band. That's real important for a band. I mean, Ripley Johnson is his whole band. So, I mean, I guess he's pretty connected to himself. One would hope. <laughs> One would hope. But, <laughs> but you know, as you see, you know, we've got uh, a club right down the street. Uh, they're trying to figure out what to do. Is it going to be shows where a band is there and it's 10 bucks, 10 bucks a ticket, you know, and it's just, just a live stream? You play the same show? I know, I know the Paps Theater Group is already doing that here. Uh, and yeah, and and people are moving fast in this different space, and it's going to change how, uh, in my opinion, it's going to change how people uh, not just consume music, but how they consider music. And and honestly, people who had looked at stuff like this or jam bands uh, in general uh, before and were sort of like scoffed at them are going to find that they're like everything they like is there too. Yeah, well, you know, and some some jam bands are out there a little bit ahead of the curve because they've been sure they've been streaming concerts for years like very regularly you know lots of lots of bands have had concert streams most bands probably have had a concert stream now at this point but you know some of these groups have been doing every show so they just need to figure out how to produce that now yeah well Shout out to Nugs, yeah. not a sponsorship, but you and yeah. I know what Nugs used to be. Yeah. And the idea that it is the backbone of this new industry that it already was, but it's the backbone of this new industry that's coming is fucking wild. I cannot wrap my head around this shit. Yeah, they, they've got a uh, Metallica show from 83 coming up somewhere. No. Right, right. But every <laughs> everything is just like, hey, we got really high. And we figured it out years before, like when the internet first hit, we like tripped our faces off, figured out the internet, and now we're fucking running shit. It's wild. And people, I, I mentioned that to somebody, uh, to Joe at Songbird, actually, um, in Washington, D.C. And he didn't know what I was talking about. He's like, oh, they've been around for a couple of years. I'm like, uh, like two decades, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they've been, I was they've downloading been fish this. concerts from there when it was just a, a server, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good on them. <laughs> the, the, the shortened days. Yeah. Anybody who's paying attention. No, uh, but yeah. So, uh, but enough about that. This is, uh, I, I feel comfortable saying uh, this album, as the kids say, slaps. It's worth it, man. It's fucking, it's, it's great. Do you feel comfortable saying that? Like, I mean, I, I will say this record's great and I, I love it, but do you, do you the S, I well, will I'm say, all, I'll say Chugal all day long, but I'm not going to quote the kids. I'm only 27, <laughs> Jonathan. It's, oh, okay. It's well, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's practically uh, your generation. Yeah, it is. No, no, I don't feel comfortable. Uh, no, it's, it, it, it's a great record. It is uh, for yes. people, people of a certain age, especially it is a, a reminder that uh, stuff isn't getting left behind. And that's important right now. And it's also important on the other end, the consumer end, go out and explore like weird shit. Like go out and listen to the new Moses Sumney. Go out and listen to like whoever, you know, you listen to. But then come back and know that like there are also people here that are in the same boat and in the same boat with all of us making this music. And it's uh, it's important. It feeds us and it just uh, makes the world a better place. Not to get mushy about all this, but uh, that's what this album – that's what this album feels like to me. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a great it's a great listen, man. Just mm-hmm. as we said earlier, put this thing on, go out on the porch, turn it up uncomfortably loud for the people walking by, walking yeah. their dogs, and uh, you know, read a book, drink a beer, wave at everybody as they go by, and yep. just enjoy. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Hopefully, uh, it's been a while since we, since we talked. So hopefully, it'll, it'll be uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, come back in a few minutes.
Summer Long by Rose City Band there for you. Uh, big thanks to Jonathan for hanging out. Always a good time to talk to him. I think we might have him back on here. Uh, Bruce Hornsby's coming out with a new album in a few weeks, so we might have him back on here again to uh, hang out with the rest of the gang. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, we've been doing it sort of more, more like a gang hangout. Needed to talk to our friends and whatnot, but uh, that album's great, uh, so you need to check it out. In fact, my vinyl should actually be showing up on my doorstep Literally today, anytime today. It's been it's been a long journey. It got stuck in Chicago, like all the vinyl I order seems <laughs> to do. But uh, but it's gonna get here, and then I'm gonna put it on, and then I'm going to uh, chillax. Uh, speaking of chillaxing, I want to talk to you about a band called Banana Gun and their album, The True Story of Banana Gun. This is a band from Melbourne, uh, Australia. That is, and you know, Melbourne's got a really strong psych scene, uh, but their their music scene is is way more diverse. But also, it's just sort of it's sort of grounded in like the sixties and the seventies. These guys are no exception. Sixties and seventies Afrobeat, uh, if you like that type of thing. There's some garage rock in there. Uh, it's just a really really groovy groovy record that kind of fits well with this Rose City band. Uh, came out in June, so right in the middle of all this stuff, and um. You know, we can't have it on in a backyard barbecue, but you can have it in on a backyard barbecue for one. So maybe uh, maybe if you dig this track, you'll pick it up and maybe doing that or whoever is in your uh, in your quarantine bubble, your core bubble. At any rate, here is Banana Gun with the single People Talk Too Much.
That was the track People Talk Too Much off of Banana Gun's new album, The True Story of Banana Gun. Go out and get it, kids. It's, it's, it's really, it's as fun as that track. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that. It is, it is uh, well, it's as fun as that track, so go out and dig it. Uh, that is it for this episode of Discologist. If you like what you heard, you can follow us on all the socials. There's a little link in there. Uh, you can support us with your money. That is going to go to various uh, Black Lives Matters associations and whatnot, because as I said on the last podcast, we don't really need it uh, right now, so we're going to spread it around uh, if you choose to support us in that way. Coming up in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about Bruce Hornsby. Uh, we're going to be talking about Emmanuel Wilkins. He has a jazz album coming out. We're going to be talking about the Dead Tongues. Uh, there is a lot of great new music, and as we get towards uh, episode 500, I think we're going to we still need to get Sean Barna on here. Uh, we need to get Andrew Grossman on here from the North Country. Their album is fantastic. But I think we're going to get into some some classic albums. Uh, sort of give you a sense of how we got here. How we got to 500 episodes. So, uh, so stay tuned in. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. Talk to you soon. <laughs> 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 Kenobi!